apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 2011281010L. Call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties there. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And uh, last night was the All-Star game in Major League Baseball. Uh, and uh, the, the National League beat the American League 3-2 uh, to two on an Elias Diaz home run in the, uh, in, in the, in the eighth inning off, uh, off of Felix Batista. So the National League won that game. And really, quick thought. We'll give our quick thoughts on the All-Star game and the uh, – We'll give our quick thoughts on the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby. And uh, the Home Run Derby for me, it was pretty much the show was uh, Jose uh, Julio Rodriguez. 41 home runs in the first round. Kind of got tired in the second round. We know Vlad Guerrero won it, but I think we're all going to remember the round that Julio Rodriguez had. And on the and then for the All-Star game, typical All-Star game, low-scoring game. But in the end, it was uh, it was Elias uh, Diaz with that two-run home run for the National League. And the National League won their first All-Star game 3-2. to three to two. First All-Star game win since the 2012 season. Yeah, another low-scoring game um, last night. Like, yeah, typical, usual, um, you know, kind of uh, Batista left the fastball right there, right down the middle, and uh, Diaz did not did not, did not, not miss it. So, um, yeah, you know, it was 
you know, it, it, you know, like last night it's a good game. You know, it was a good game. You know, they see a little bit more run, but um, yeah, Diaz kind of somebody that you know I don't think before the game you thought was gonna have a huge moment in that game, um, but ended up having it. You know, the home run derby. You know, Julio Rodriguez, yeah, the forty-one home runs right there in the first round was really, really impressive. Just kind of felt like he just ran out of gas. And it kind of feels like since this new format, since they've kind of changed it, like, yeah, one of these guys goes off, has like a huge first round. It's like, they just don't have enough energy for the next couple of rounds. And, um, and, and that kind of seemed w- w- what to happen there with Rodriguez. So yeah, you know, um, glad he won it, but yeah, the, the performance Rodriguez had in front of his you know hometown crowd was um, pretty impressive. I know Richmond, Richmond, you had a good one too in his first show, and uh, Luis Robert looked good in the first round. And then I know maybe that groin did kind of affect him there in the second round because you know you could totally see he just had nothing left. So, um, you know, home run derby is always entertaining. All star games usually, you know, pretty entertaining as well. And you know, good game last night. It went down the wires. Ramirez had a chance for for a uh, game tying one, and in the game winning run was on first base. So, uh, National League found a way to hold on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was nice to see Julio Rodriguez make that last at-bat. That was really, really nice. It was He walked, but it was nice to see him have that last at-bat. And, yeah, the National League, they were able to pull it out. Uh, it was a good ending. But typical All-Star game, very, very low scoring. Not that entertaining. But still, it, it was good to at least watch something when there was nothing on last night. Yeah, yeah, there was a much, you know. They watched some of the summer league, so just because there's a bunch of UConn guys playing. But, yeah. There, oh, no, Wemby didn't season. play last night. That was the thing. Wemby didn't play. No, I didn't. No, Jackson played. Uh, Hawkins, Bognight, poor Bognight, and uh, Sonogo played. So, yeah, I was going back for between all of that last night. But yeah, there's wasn't much on. But yeah, it's always a fun game, and um, yeah, you know, it's a very quiet sport week. So, yeah, it's the only All Star game I, I really watch because you know there's just nothing else on. Yeah, I mean, you look at the other All Star games. The NBA is is unwatchable until the end because I like how they play to a certain number now. Like the NBA is unwatchable until the end. Uh, the the ML the MLB, yes, it's it, it is more watchable, but it's still not that watchable. And the Pro Bowls now turned into a joke. Now it's flag football. So yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, All Star games are not great, but it was nice to see something last night. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely was, and you know, it, it's always fun seeing all those stars you know on the field together and. Um, you know, good crowd, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's good. Yeah. You know, the NBA one, I, I don't watch Pro Bowl. I can't watch the hockey one's interesting, you know, with the new, like kind of divisions, you know, round Robin kind of divisions, but I, I still, I don't know. I still don't really get into that either. So yeah, it's like the only one that, uh, yeah, the only, the only one I would seems, you know, I, yeah, I tune in for. Yeah, de- definitely, definitely, definitely. Now we are going to go to our midseason awards, and we're assuming that we both have Shohei Otani as the AL MVP. So the big, the big question is: is have we ever seen a player like Shohei Otani, who has had a really, who's had a, uh, who's had a really, really good season for the uh, for the great year for the Angels, thirty-two home runs, seventy-one RBIs? Have we ever seen a player quite like Shohei Otani uh, throughout his in, in a, pretty much our lifetime in baseball? And I don't think we've seen one like Babe Ruth, the guy that could pitch to a three RA and can hit the way he can. I've never seen a player like him. No, I completely agree. And, you know, and like when Babe got to the Yankees, like he didn't pitch much either, like, you know, back in the day. So like what Otani's doing, it's just so impressive. And, and yeah, it's something that we're probably never going to see again. Um, he's a complete unicorn. Um, it, you know, it's so impressive to watch him, you know, night in and night out, you know, Again, hopefully the Angels could somehow find a way to sneak in the playoffs because it'd be 
fun to watch him. Now I know next year he's probably gonna be a Dodger uniform, and you know we'll, we'll see him in you know we'll we'll see him moving forward in every October. Um, but yeah, there's there's no doubt that Joey Otani's the American League MVP. It, it's a runaway, and it, you know there's some sports books now that just they they took that off the board because it's not even worth betting at this point because yeah it, it it's pretty much over. Shohei's gonna win that thing. No, no, oh yeah, absolutely. He's completely. He's, de- he's definitely gonna win it. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He's there's no one. We've never seen anyone that has been as dominant as Shohei Otani. There's, there's just, there's no way he's not gonna win it this year. And he deserves to win. It. Let's be honest. He deserves to win it. Yeah, Garcia's had a really good year for the Rangers, but he's not doing what Otani's been doing. We've, I mean, we've never seen what Otani's gonna be. We've never seen what. No, we've never seen anyone do what Otani's been doing right now. But the big question is, though, is. If the, if the Angels are way out of they've lost five in a row, Mike Trout's out for probably another two months. Should the Angels trade Otani at the trade deadline if they are out of it? That That is that is the big question. And I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because you need, you, you, need to, you need to get value for this guy. You need to get value for Shohei Otani if you get rid of him because they're more than likely gonna, gonna not going to resign. They're more than likely not going to resign there because the Angels are not going to pay him what he wants. I mean, his floor is like $600, $600 million. That's his floor. So, and like sixty million a year. So the Angels are not going. The Angels are not going to resign him. So if you're the Angels, instead of just losing him to free agency, why? Why not? Why not? Why not? Just move on from at the trade deadline, and uh, and start your rebuild. Why not? Why not do it? You can't trade the one of the greatest baseball players of all time. You can't. You, yes, but you're just not going to get the value back that you need. I know, listen, I know you're not going to get the value back, but listen. How many, as great as Shohei Otani is, does he mean as much as Patrick Mahomes or Nikola Jokic does? No, no baseball player means as much. Even him, who could pitch and he can hit, he just doesn't mean as much as those players. So if you're the Angels right now, I I, I know I'm crazy saying this. I think you should do it. I, I if you get the right package from a team, you get the right package. I think you should do it. The right pat does that include a couple of guys at the major league level that we've seen that it had that have shown that they could be have the ability to play in this league because it feels like in all these trades it never happens. Absolutely, all the prospects. It has to come, it has to definitely be the right package. It has to absolutely be the right package. But if you get the right package, you're the angels and you're out of this thing, and you probably think and you probably know you're probably not gonna re-sign them. Why not get value? You if you could you could potentially lose this guy for nothing. No, you could. Yeah, I know you get that additional draft pick, which you know, yeah, it's not great, but I feel like yeah, you, it just it's just so tough because you're not if if the Angels get a couple, and I don't even know what team would do this that have a couple of guys at the major league level that have shown that they could play here and that they could produce at the major league level. And maybe a couple of really good prospects that you know that feel like they, they could be really good in the future, then maybe I pull the trigger. But other than that, I can't do it. I can't get five of the best prospects and kind of just bank on them all being good enough and all surviving the major league level. Cause then it just looks like an absolute failure and you'll set your franchise back even more. So I, I feel like you may have a better shot of just winging it this year. Hope Trout comes back and maybe you go on the run in the month of September, you get hot. And who knows what happens? I, I get your point, but what happens if you somehow lose him for nothing? What happens if you lose him for nothing? It, 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 I don't know if you're going to be able to recover from that. At least if you trade him at the deadline, 
you might be able to recover from that. If you can get a top prospect, you might be able to recover. Your organization might be able to recover. You lose it for nothing, you're not going to be able to recover. Uh, it's going to be very, very hard for your organization to recover from that. No, it will. I just feel like, too, like, you know, what about, like, when, um, like, when um, Berlander going to, to um, Houston for a time, it was like, you know, they, like, the four prospects that they traded out for, or, you know, Houston, um, you know, the Troy guy, all four of them flopped. And I think one of them may, played like a year in the major league level. Like, it, you know, like that kind of set the Tigers back a couple years. You know, like there's maybe, you know, they're still having trouble turning that corner. I just feel like if you, you could, you could really hurt the franchise. You don't find the right prospects or they don't pan out. You know, it's just, it's such a risky thing. I feel like it might be better just to hold on to them and just, and just try to go for this thing or, or at least and hope that Trout comes back. I know their schedule's tough coming up, but maybe you could somehow find a way to hold on. Maybe you could find, you know, you got Brandon Drury coming back this week or next week. You know, he's had a really good year. You know, maybe you could find a, you know, maybe you could find a way to sneak. I know in the, in the American League, you're going to have to win 90 games, but maybe Trout comes back in early August, mid-August. You got a month and a half with him. Maybe you get hot enough and you could find a way to sneak in. I just, I, I, Again, I, I feel like you could, and I, I, I see your point too. I just feel like either way, you could set your, your you could set your franchise back, you know. I, and I just feel like maybe just give it a shot. And I know Artie Morano, you know, is trying to sell the team. I know he said he does not want to trade Otani, and I, I wouldn't either. You know, I, I just feel like it just, you know, your trade him may be one of the greatest players in Major League Baseball. And I just, I, that that's it's just tough to just go get prospects for that. I would want guys at the Major League level that could produce. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, they should definitely make sure if they're going to make that trade, they have guys that, that could produce. It's so tough now. Like, this was obvious. You know, early, I mean, for most of the year, this was obvious they weren't going to do it because you knew the Angels were going to be in it. But when once Trout got hurt and once they went on that losing streak before the All-Star break, then this started to become a major, major topic of discussion. And it's going to be a major topic of discussion over the next month. This is going to be the biggest story in baseball, maybe arguably the biggest story in sports over the next month. Do the Angels trade Shohei Otani? This is going to because yeah, I mean obviously this is a player we've never seen, and the Angels could very could, could move on from him because of the circumstances, uh, because of because of the circumstances of where their team is at, and and the opportunity the Angels could have to get a haul for Shohei Otani. But but yeah, I get your point that you do not want to trade one of the greatest players we've ever seen. So, so I, I get that point, but my point is. If you're cut, if you if you if you know that it's gonna be very very difficult to re-sign him, why not just just move on now and get what you can get for him? And, you know, get 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 a call for him. Yeah, and I see your point. Yeah, you, you know, it, it it's risky either way, trading him or holding on and kind of hoping for the best, and you kind of get that extra draft pick next year. Because yeah, you know, again, I just you know now maybe some of it's selfish too because I'm supposed to, you know. I I'm going to see the Angels play you know City Field in late August. So oh wow, I kind of want you got tickets to Angels Mets. Yeah, so I selfishly I'm hoping because the Mets and Angels both stink now. So that game there's no appeal to that game if Otani's gone. So you know selfishly too I feel like I, I you know I do want him to be in LA, um you know for that game in August. So but you know either I but I still feel like. You know, that pitching stat, the starters are starting, you know, like Reed Detmer, you know, I know he struggled that time, but he's got some potential, 
You know, I know the rest of that rotation is not great. You know, you know, Carlos Estevez has been good as a closer this year. I know that bullpen's still not great either. You know, they they got like Ben Joyce, who's a rookie. They just drafted last year. Like, I know there's a lot of youth to that team, and you know, could they find it? I just I just feel like it's just so tough to just trade Otani for five prospects that you have no idea how they're gonna pan out. Just because baseball is just so random like that. And I, I you know, it's just such a risky investment. And I get two of just keeping them and saying, you know, let's just ride this thing out. And then, yeah, you don't get anything for them besides that, that, that draft pick, like, you know, it, like in the thirties, it, it's risky either way, but I just feel like if it's risky either way, might as well just kind of hold on to them and just hope for the best and hope, hope you can go on a, on a late run here. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's, it, it'll be very, very interesting. But as again, as I've been saying, I just think that if you are out, you if you know you're out of it, if the Angels keep if the Angels keep losing, imagine losing them in free agency and getting nothing. Imagine losing them in free agency. That'd be disastrous. I'd I'd say at least you want to get something. But I definitely I definitely get your point. Yeah, yeah, and I I get your point as well. It's just you know, yeah, you lose in free agency, things go south here. Look, you know, if they lose like 15 straight. Yeah, you know, if they, they continue to lose here, they lose, you know, another week week or two, then maybe, yeah, just pull the trigger on it. But I feel like if you're somewhat kind of just, you know, um, treading water, you're kind of just, you know, playing like 500 ball, you know, for the next couple weeks, you know, you're still giving yourself a chance here. Then, I, you know, I think you just attempt to just try to hold on to them and just, just see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You hear Ortiz after after the All Star game last night? He's like, oh, I, I hope the Red Sox get Otani. All I want is the Red Sox yeah. get Otani. I don't care what we trade. I want him to get Otani at the trade deadline. That's what he was saying last night. Yeah, I hear that. I yeah, that that that'd be. I know Yoshida. I believe Yoshida played. I know they played Team Japan. So there there's that connection there. I I don't I don't know if Hein Boone's spending that type of money. I know he's been saving money with that team, but yeah, I, I you know. I I hope it's not to go get uh, Shoya Tani. That would that would stink. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But we'll move on to our AL Cy Young Award winner, and I'm going to go with with our guy. I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. I mean, thirties the fourteen and five when he started games, nine and two as a starter, ERA under three. I mean, where would the Yankees be without Garrett Cole? Where would the Yankees be without him? The Yankees would be the Yankee season would be over without Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has had his best season. As a Yankee starter, he's the Devils' best season as a Yankee starter because the rest of the rotation has been very inconsistent. I mean, Garrett Cole's had a phenomenal year. For me, I know I, I know Sonny Gray's had a really good year for the twin, uh, Twins. I know Evaldi's had a really good year. I know McClanahan's had a really good year, too. But guys like McClanahan and uh, Evaldi, they've gotten more run support. Garrett Cole hasn't gotten the run support this year, and he's still 14-5 and five when, when the Yankees are still 14-5 and five when he pitches. To me, Garrett Cole is my Cy Young Award winner in the American League. Yeah, it was close for me. I did take him over Fernando Valdez. I know Valdez is coming off the IL, and I know Valdez's numbers are really good as well. But yeah, what Cole's meant to this Yankee team, and yeah, like where would this Yankee this Yankee team would probably be five, you know, five six games under five hundred without him. Like you know, he, he, you know, they're eight and zero now when he pitches coming off a loss. Like you know, he's done what an ace has to do. You know, the home run numbers, you know, are you know, he's given up less home runs this year. You know, he's kind of figured some things out in the offseason. He's 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 kind of been the guy that Yankee fans, you know, he's been good, 
but like there's a little bit not all the way yet but like you kind of see some of those signs that you saw in like houston where he was just unhittable and you knew going to game against him, you know you're lucky to get two three runs off of him you know like that that's the best you're gonna do and he he's been unbelievable this season and yeah he's he's been so fun to watch and he's one of the few bright spots that this yankee team's had because yeah it's been an absolute disaster for him this year and He's been a huge sigh of relief for him. That he, he's uh, he's been unbelievable. Oh, huge, 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 huge sigh of relief, huge. So yeah, I mean, he, he, it, it, he's just been so good, so good for this team, and that's why for me, he is absolutely my Cy Young Award winner in the American League. Now we'll go to Rookie of the Year, and I'm going go with uh, I'm going go with Josh Young. I'm going to go with Josh Young uh, uh, for Rookie of the Year. I think he's had a really, really good year for the. Uh, uh, he had a really good year for, for the Rangers. I think Josh Young, he's played third base, had a really good year. I think yeah, he's, 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 he's played really, really well for them. So for AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Josh Young of the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I'm, I'm complete agreement with you here. Um, you know, one of the best lineups in baseball, he's in it right in the middle of that. He's got 19 home runs on the year. Um, you know, pride a lot of pop for, for that team. Um, you know, there's a huge prospect coming up. I know, you know, Gunnar Henderson's had a good year. He's been coming on lately. Um, you know, there, there's a couple of good ones in the American League. But, yeah, I think Josh Young, with, with that team, what the Rangers have been able to do this year, um, you know, I, I believe he should be he should be the rookie of the year right now. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, for rookie of the year in the National League, I'm going to go with Ellie Dela Cruz. And the big the big question is, is, is Dela Cruz the biggest reason why the Reds are playing as well as they are? And obviously it is. I mean, he's been phenomenal. The, guy, the guy's a 5 tool player. He can hit. His power is amazing. His base running is amazing. His fielding is amazing. He's got, he's got great speed. He's got, amazing, he's got unbelievable speed. This guy is, this guy is just – I mean, he might be he – he's, he's like the next Jackie Robinson. He might be the next Jackie Robinson. That's how good he is right now. Yeah, he does everything so well. You know, he's been a huge part of why they've they've been you know they've been red hot since he's come up, and he's batting like three twenty five. Um, you know, I think he's just provided so much energy to that team and that fan base, and just so much excitement. Because yeah, they had a great month of June. Um, you know, they had like a three game losing streak at one point late in the month, but you know, it was against like the Braves and Orioles. You know, they. they Tough weekend to lose two out of three of the Brewers, but you still have a one-game lead in that division, and they got the Brewers coming up at home this weekend. Um, but, yeah, you know, Ellie Cruz has been unbelievable. He finished, like, I had him second. I had Corbin Carroll just because of what Arizona's done, um, you know, and, and him making the all-star game, and he's been a huge part of why Arizona's been kind of such a surprise. But, yeah, Ellie Cruz, you know, I, I was going back and forth. I just felt like, you know, he hadn't been up here as long as Carroll, and that's – not take anything away against Dela Cruz, but Carroll's been, you know, you know, has been such a huge part of, of Arizona success as well this year. Absolutely. But you, but you would take, you would take Corbin Carroll over Ellie Dela Cruz for an rookie, rookie year. year right now. Yeah. With the, with the numbers. I know the number. Again, I, I listen, I understand the numbers are there, but Dela Cruz, the impact he made, he made, he's made, he should have been an all-star. He should have absolutely, absolutely been an all-star. For, for the impact he's made. I know he's only played about 30-something games, but it's not the all-at-bats game. It's the all-star game, and the fans last night want to see a guy like Ellie Dela Cruz play. They want to see that. So I, I think Ellie Dela Cruz should have made the all-star game, and I think he's definitely going to win. I think he's definitely going to win the rookie of the year over uh, Corbin Carroll, even though Corbin Carroll has played really well. Yeah, you know, Cor Corbin's been unbelievable. Um, yeah, you know, like, 
did Dela Cruz come up in time for like the voting? Like, I don't even remember if he was like on the fan voting thing. Yeah, you know, like that maybe something. Sure. You know, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really vote this year, so I, I couldn't tell you. But maybe that's one of the reasons why. Look, you know, Dela Cruz is going to be in a ton of All Star games for the years to come. He's he's going to be there. I just, you know, I again maybe at the end they do give it to Dela Cruz, but I, I feel like, may, I think my stance would be different if Arizona was ten games under 500. Like I feel like he's kind of brought a lot of energy to that Arizona team. They've been fun to watch. It's you know small ball. You know, Zach Gallon, you know, and, and Merrill Kelly. It, like, if those, it, you know, they make playoffs one, two, those, the, you know, that Arizona's going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I, I you know, Carol, Carol's just done an unbelievable job. Del Cruz, yeah, you know, might be a little bit more entertaining, Carol, but I, I think Carol, again, maybe because they play out in Arizona, they play at 930 at night. Like, maybe there's not a, a you know, he's not as exciting a, as Del Cruz, but I, I think he's he's right up there as well. He's, he's not as exciting as Dela Cruz, but yeah, no, he's done a he's done a great job. But let's be honest, LA Dela Cruz has been absolutely phenomenal. He had that cycle against the Braves. That was mm-hmm. unreal. That was amazing. It was the first cycle in franchise that team has had since Eric Davis in 1989. So, and look at the popularity. There are people that are wearing red stuff all over the place because of him. So it is close. I'll give it to you, but I'm but I'm definitely going with uh, Dela Cruz. Yeah, and I see your points. You know, he, he's had such an impact, and you know, I, I got the Reds to win that division. So, like, I, I'm I am cheering for the Reds. You know, like I, I hope they do end up winning that division, and yeah, they, they can you keep winning. But um, you know, it's close, and, and and it's great for the sport that those two are doing what they're doing because um, you know, the new kind of batch of young stars here are here, and it's you know, it, it's a great thing for baseball. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Especially Dela Dela Cruz. Have Dela Cruz and Shohei Otani. With the pitch clock, I think baseball's trending in the right direction. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get Shoei in the playoffs. Hopefully, we can get Dela Cruz in the playoffs. Hopefully, we can get Dela Cruz in the playoffs. And with this pitch clock, the ratings can go up because you got to get baseball out of credit. They they did a great job changing these rules and making this game more watchable. Give them credit for for trying to change the rules, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it benefits them in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, hopefully it does, and you know, hopefully the the trends continue for for baseball. I know attendance been up, and you know, like a place like Cincinnati, the last couple home stands, you know, that 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 place has been, you know, that they, they, you know, that that injury that ballpark's been unbelievable. So yeah, you know, it'd be cool to see Cincy make it, and yeah, you know, the um, playoffs could be you know very 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 exciting this year because it, it feel you know, man, Braves might run away with this thing and will win it, but yeah, you know, I, I think you know, like besides the Ra- Braves, I think you know. Um, there's there's a lot of teams that you know could challenge the Braves, but yeah, they're kind of on a thing of their own right now. But yeah, you know, it, hopefully the postseason, yeah, sh- it should be a lot of fun. It's trending in the right direction. Now speaking of the Braves, we'll go to our to our NL MVP, and my NL MVP is Ronald Acuna. This guy's been phenomenal, hitting over 300, 21 home runs, 55 RBIs, and he has over 40 stolen bases already. This guy is absolutely phenomenal. If it wasn't for Otani, and if it wasn't for for De La Cruz, we'd be talking about him. Because he's had an absolutely phenomenal year. I'm telling you right now, he's a top three player in the game with Aaron Judge and with Shohei Otani. Ronald Acuna is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that Braves team won a World Series without him, which is the crazy thing. And he's such a he's such a great player. Now, you know, he's on base at, or on pace at like 82 or 82 stolen bases and over 40 home runs, you know. Uh, you know, stolen base, you know, he's such an excited player to watch. He's got over 50 RBIs, too, for – 
you know, being in the leadoff spot and that, in that Braves, that Braves lineup, there's not a hole in that lineup and that, you know, it, the, the home runs that, the, you know, they're on pace at the most home runs of all time in one season. They've just been such a fun team to watch. Um, and, and yeah, Cooney Jr.'s right up there is like one of the top three, you know, top five players in all baseball right now. He's just so funny to watch. And, uh, you know, they, you know, that, that, uh, that Braves team with everything they got else in that roster, that's such a fun baseball team right now. Oh, absolutely. I, to me, they're clearly, clearly the best team in baseball. They proved that this week when they yeah. took two out of three against the race. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely did. You know, they, they played really well this weekend going, you know, winning the crop. <laughs> so yeah, you know, the, the, uh, Braves made a statement to the rest of the baseball world and that, that team does not lose right now. They've, uh, they've been on credible roles since the month of June. So for NL Cy Young, I'm going to go with uh, Zach Allen. I'm going to go with Zach Allen of the Diamondbacks, 11-2, ERA, a little bit over three, but 11-3, ERA over a little bit a little bit over three, but he's had a phenomenal, he's had a phenomenal year and a big reason why the Diamondbacks are tied for first in the NL West. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Him, Merrill Kelly, um, you know, they, they, they've been really good. Um, you know, Gallon deserved that start last night in the National League All-Star game, you know. Not a guy that's got like the overpowering kind of velocity stuff, but um, the movement he's got, the location, um, he's superb in all that area, and you know he, he's been such a huge bright spot. You know him and Carroll just such such a huge part of this kind of turnaround for Arizona here. Um, you know I, I know they're kind of struggling of late. He, I know they had a rough kind of start to July here, but hopefully this All Star State, you know the the break here gives them um, gets them back on track. And yeah, you know Zach Allen deserves the uh Cy Young so far in the National League absolutely 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 now we'll go to our most surprising and most disappointing team in the first half we'll start with our most surprising team and for me that's the Florida Marlins that's the Florida Marlins I know there's a lot of teams that are surprising you got the Arizona Diamondbacks you've got the uh you've got the uh, uh Cincinnati Reds you got a lot of teams that are really really surprising but to me it's the Marlins and here's the biggest reason why Alcantara's not had a good year and Jazz Chisholm has missed time and this team is still one. This team is 53 and 39. It's second place in the NL East, got the second best record in the National League. So for me, it's the Marlins who are my most surprising team. Yeah, for me, it was tough. I'm going to go because I had a couple. I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks just to take something different here. The Marlins are right there. You know, they, like Yuri Perez, I, I kind of think they sent him down. Um, but I, I took Diamondbacks. I, you know, going in, I kind of felt like maybe this team's the small ball, the pitch clock could all kind of help them out and, and work in their advantage. Um, and like if, if you know, if they, if they could find pitching, you know, outside of Kelly and Gallon, like they could add a third star. I know Tommy Henry's been good since coming up. Um, you know, their bullpens is okay. They need help in that area. But like what Corbin Carroll has done this year, you know, um, you know, Gabriel, um, Rano coming over from Toronto behind the plate. He's he's been pretty he's been really good. You know, Marte's having a pretty good year. You know, and I think having like a guy like Evan Longoria in that dugout, and you know, I know, you know, he hasn't done a ton this year, but I just think that veteran presence has been huge for that team. You know, and you know, for I know, and they pretty much had that, they were pretty much leading the National League West since April or May. Like they, they've been in control of that division uh, for the majority of the year. You know, Luis Gurriel's had a really good year too coming over from from the Blue Jays. So um, for me, Marlins a tough one. You know, Marlins, yeah, Reds. Uh, you know, range. You know, range is a little bit of a surprise, uh, but I think right now the Diamondbacks are probably my biggest surprise so far. Most disappointing team. I'm gonna go with the San Diego. So there's a couple. The, the, the Mets are there too, but I'm gonna go with the San Diego Padres. I'm gonna go with the Padres. They were my World Series pick, 
And the biggest reason why the Padres have struggled is their offense outside of Tatis has been absolutely terrible. Soto was underachieved. It was an all-star, but he hasn't had a great year. Machado was underachieved. Bogarts has been a major disappointment in that lineup. So has Cronenworth. Their offense has not been anywhere near as good as we thought it was going to be. And for me, that's why they are my most disappointing team at 43 and 47 and in fourth place in the NL West and six games out of the, out of the, out of the last wild card spot. Yeah, they've been they've been dreadful. I'm gonna go with the New York Mets. That this is a team that won 101 games last year. I know they finished poorly. They got beat by the Padres, um, but they had a guy like Justin Verlander. I know he's been pitching better. You know, Serger has not been great. I know losing Edwin Diaz has really hurt, but that lineup this year just you know, Lindor. You know, the average is down. Um, you know, Brandon Nemo been okay you know Starling Marte's have a down year I know he's up there in the 30s now you know Vogelback's been horrible you know they they just have not made you know the offseason some of the trades you know like they got rid of JD Davis which you know they they've lost that deal I just feel like the, the Mets team you know for a team that won 101 games last year and just played such good baseball like they didn't beat themselves at all last year this year it just feels like they're just making so many dumb and costly mistakes and the B6 games under 500 um, yeah, I, I think it's very disappointing for the team that had such a high payroll too. This team has just really been disappointing and it felt like, you know, they won six straight there to begin July and like, okay, maybe they'll turn around, but then you lose two straight to San Diego this weekend. And, you know, now you're right back to kind of where you were the month of July, you know, beginning of the month and kind of like there's not much hope right now for the Mets. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Mets, the Mets might have to blow this entire thing up with the way they've been playing. It's, it's, they've had a very, 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 very disappointing year. But before we wrap up, we're going to talk about our, we're going to give our World Series picks, our midseason World Series pick. And for me, the National League is pretty obvious. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. They're clearly the best team in baseball. Their offense is great. Their bullpen's really good. Their rotation's good. They're good everywhere. And they won a championship two years ago. They were they won they've won the NL West. They have, I mean the NL East five years in a row. They've won the NL East, even though the Nationals got the World Series in 2019. And the uh, and the and the Phillies got the World no, Series. won the World Series in 2019. The Phillies got the World Series in 2022. But they've won five consecutive NL East titles. I think they win a sixth, and I think they will be going to the World Series. And I got them facing a familiar foe, the Houston Astros. I think that uh, the Astros are going to go back to the World Series because I just don't think there's a, I don't think there's a dominant team in the American League. The Rangers, they're going to miss Shohei Otani. They're going to miss uh, Jacob DeGrom. They're going to miss Jacob o- DeGrom uh, uh, come, uh, come playoff time. And they're starting to miss him now. They're starting to miss him now because John Gray hasn't pitched as well. Uh, Martin Perez hasn't pitched as well either. That, ro- th- 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 that rotation is definitely going to miss DeGrom. Their offense is phenomenal. They had five stars in the All-Star game last night. I think it's the best lineup, one through nine. Them or the Braves are one, two. So their lineup is phenomenal, but their rotation and their bullpen, I think, is what's going to keep them from winning the World Series. And it could keep them from winning the uh, from winning the uh, AL West because they're only two games up on the Astros in the AL West. And then also you look at a team like Tampa. Yeah, Tampa got off to a, <coughs> Tampa got off to a great start. They got off to a phenomenal start, starting thirteen and zero. But they haven't played as well because of the injuries they've had in the rotation. I think with the injuries in their rotation. That's going to be an issue, and that's why I'll, I'll take Houston's pitching over their pitching. If you look at Houston, they're two games out of the the, the uh, AL West, and and Alvarez and uh, Altuve have not have missed a lot of games. So that's why I'm taking Houston. I think they're still the most complete team in the American League. So that's why I got the Braves, the Astros, the World Series, and I got the Braves winning it. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the Braves. That just 
you know, right now I got the Braves. They're just, you know, they're on a different world right now, and they'll get Max Reed back in the next two weeks or so. Um, you know, and, and you know, um, you know, Alex Andropoulos, he he's going to go out and go make a couple trades. Like, he's going to go out and go get a couple more arms for this, um, you know, for the remainder of the year. Like, you know, they, they're always aggressive. Um, I, I feel like right now the Braves, yeah, they're just the most – you know, they're the most complete team in baseball. There's not one hole in that lineup right now. Like Orlando Garcia was in, was in the all-star starting last night in the all-star game. Um, they're just, you know, that, that lineup is so tough to navigate. They're going to be such a tough out in the month of October. And, you know, right now I just, they're clearly right now the best team in baseball and, you know, on the American league side, the team I'm going to take at the moment, the Astros are up there. I'm going to tell, I'm going to take the O's. I'm going to go with the young. Oh, you're going with the O's. Now they got to make some moves. They got they need another yes, starter. That, yeah. They need a starter at the deadline. But that bullpen definitely good enough. That lineup is good enough to get to a World Series. Need some more depth in that rotation. That's an interesting pick there with the Orioles. Yeah, I, again, they've had like the fourth best record since Adley Rutschman's came up. You know, all that young talent. You know, we'll see what happens when they get the month of October and and you know when the lights get bright. But that just seems like a young team that's kind of just. I feel like we'll join the moment. You know, we'll just go out there because like. I know, like, the expectations were to, like, make the playoffs, but, like, if they make the playoffs, I think it's such a – it'll be such, like, a good year for Baltimore. And, I don't, you know, when they get in there, like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, they'll be kind of the underdogs going into a playoff series. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. Like, if they can add another starter, too, because I don't feel good about Tyler Wells being my game one starter. I don't feel great about that. Um, I don't – you know, and, and they're not getting John Means back the rest of the year, so – you know, or they may get him back in August, so you might have them for the postseason stretch here, which will help. But um, if they can add an arm or two, that 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 you know, I feel a lot more. Be- I feel a lot better about Baltimore. But I'll, I'll take a shot at the O's. I, you know, young pesky team. They can steal bases. They could be a menace on the base pass. Uh, I'll take Baltimore to find a way to to uh, just because the American League is so wide open. You know, and, and oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, wide open. Wide yeah. open. And Houston would be my number two pick. I, I think the age is getting to him, and that lineup hasn't been great. I know there's been some injuries. I know they're starting to play better. Uh, you know, Altuve hasn't been healthy. I know they'll get Alvarez back, but I think their time's kind of coming to end here. So, say Baltimore, the, the young O's here, uh, knock them off. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But the Yankees have been, haven't been playing well, and the Red Sox have been red hot. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEG's Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. 
There's no There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So the Yankees have really, really been struggling heading into the All-Star break, losing two out of three to the Cubs. I mean, a bad loss on Friday when they got shut out and a disgraceful loss on, 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 on Sunday when they had a 4-1 to lead. And Glaber Torres made a horrific error, which, which opened the floodgates. They ended up losing the game 7-4. to And now we'll have a recap of the Yankees. Right now they're 49-42, and one game out of the last wildcard spot in the American League. And we'll start with the lineup. We'll give a, and we're going to give our grades for each the lineup, the bullpen, and the starting rotation. We'll start with the lineup. My grade for the lineup is a C minus, and it would be a lot lower if Judge wasn't didn't wasn't didn't go on that hot streak before he got hurt. If Judge didn't go on that hot streak before he got hurt. This this would be lower because this lineup has been pathetic without Aaron Judge. But for me, it's a C minus. Obviously, when Judge is in there, he's been really really good for this lineup. But Stanton has not been good. Glaber uh, Torres. He's an average hitter. I get mm. it. His defense, what'd you say? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Like he's like, yeah, you know, he's average. He's yeah, yeah, he's an average hitter. But his defense is absolutely pathetic. He's got nine air in second base. And then you saw the game on Sunday. There was a clear double play ball, which would have got him out of the inning, and he booted the ball. Then the Cubs tied the game, and then they lost the game. He is horrible, horrible in the field, Flavor Torres. I am so sick of him. I am sick of Flavor Torres. I get he's an okay hitter. But his inning doesn't make up for his absolutely pathetic defense. And I'm not even big on defense. And I'm tired of his defense. Yeah, Glaber. Well, you hear Boone, he's a good defender, but he leads all in base. He leads all um he leads all second baseman with most errors in the leagues. But you can't listen to Aaron Boone talk. You just Does he disengage with what's going on? Is Aaron oh, well, Boone disengaged with what's going on? I think so. Did you hear about what he said about Herman Sunday? I wanted to take him out because uh, I wanted to feel good about himself at going to the All-Star break. He had a perfect game two weeks ago. I know. And then he was like, you know, I didn't want to have my bullpen sit for five days. Like, I, I, your bullpen could use five days off, Booney. He's such a clown. Oh he is such God. a clown. Oh I, my, like, I, let me tell you, this has got to be. If they don't make the playoffs or they lose in the wild card round, this thing's got to be over with this guy. This guy has got to be fired. I mean, yeah, just to, to, totally disengaged with, with, what's, with what's going on. Not a horrific, <laughs> not a horrific manager, but he's still just to be a manager of this team for six years. I am so done with done with him. Yeah, I've had enough. I've had enough. I, I can't listen to him talking because then he, he's always like, you know, he's always, you know, he'll never tell your his feelings. So always like explain situations like we don't know what's going on. It's like, boom, we, we know baseball. You just, you know, how do you feel about this? You know, like, yeah, I just I again, hopefully with the hitting coach being fired now. Like, hopefully that's a warning sign of, yeah, like, let's turn this thing around here, you know, because this is pathetic. You know, it, it, it's it, it's bad. And, yeah, to, to lose Thursday night to 14-1, to 
And then the current turnaround against James, who I told you was going to shut us down. Who you were right about that. Yes, I'll give you credit. You were right about that. Yeah, you know, like I was not shocked he went out there and pitched one hit, one hit baseball in eight innings. I, I really was not shocked. And then, yeah, you blow Sunday. Like, that's the other thing, too, Boone. It's like we're at a point where when we're up, you just got to go win. You can't, like, you can't worry about resting your bullpen for, or winding your bullpen. The best thing to do is just leave them out there, leave them out there. You can't blow games like this now. You don't even have the luxury, but well, no, you know, no. yeah, it's just, it's a joke. Um, it's absolutely pathetic, and yeah, it, it's time for change. Because hopefully, there's a new puppet that understands and has a feel to a baseball game because yeah, he's okay. absolutely clueless. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And go back to the lineup. I mean, Rizzo has not been has not been good. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the, Trevino's been terrible. Uh, the, the, I mean, the main struggles really most of the lineup outside of Harrison Bader. I'll give Harrison Bader credit because he's had some huge hits. Harrison Bader's had some key hits against good teams. Against the Orioles, that three run homer he had, he had that big hit against the Rangers, and they won that series. We thought things were turning around, but so he's, he's I mean, Bader's, Bader's been probably their second best hitter on this team. How crazy it's been this year. Bader's been their second best hitter, but yeah, this, this team, this offense, absolutely terrible. They're trying to now uh, change hitting coaches, bring in Sean Casey, and we'll see if that ends up working, but. Just, 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 just not, not good at all offensively. That's why my grade for their offense is a C minus. I'm going with a D plus. You know, like who on this team is like playing up to the baseball card? You know, to the back of the baseball card. There's nobody. Rizzo's been bad. DJ Lemay's a shell of himself, and I keep thinking at one point he's got to turn around, but he, he's not. I know Josh Donaldson has 10 home runs, so he, you know, yeah, maybe Josh Donaldson ends with 25 home runs. But he may only have 32 total hits on the year. Like, you know, yeah, so that, so he's been awful. Again, Volpe has been batting 300 since the stance changed. Yeah, like, yeah good, 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 good point about Volpe. Volpe's been hitting better. I'll give him credit, yeah. too. Yeah, so Volpe, hopefully, we, we, he gets back on track. You know, B- Bader's been good when he's been in the lineup. Yeah, he's had some huge hits. Stan's been, you know, this weekend maybe, but, you know, Again, Saturday had a really good day, but then Sunday turned around. He did not play. You know, he had a tough day Sunday. So, I like there's just no man on the team that's playing the back of the baseball card. And I just go to the D plus because they're in the bottom tier in batting average. I think they're 13th in the American League. They're on base percentage, one of the worst. It's the bottom five in the sport. Um, they're just so many of their hitting categories are just so bad right now, and just such in the basement. And they're only averaging like three runs a game without Judge. It's just it's such a pathetic lineup. Their bats are pathetic. You know, like, can we do something other than just try to hit home? Can we just try to get on base, please? Like, it just – hopefully their approach – I like, I don't expect their approaches to change. I wish it would, but, like, I just – like, again, it would be one thing if they're having good, uh, you know, bats or having eight, nine pitch at bats and they're just having poor luck. That's not the case. They're just bad at bats, and it just – this team just looks absolutely broken without Aaron Judge, and that really should not happen with one guy just being on your lineup. But it is. Absolutely. 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 It's just not good at the plate without judge. Now moving on to the rotation, I'm going to give the rotation a B minus number one, because of how well Garrett Cole's pitched. And I know behind Cole, they've been inconsistent, but they did have a perfect game and that was only the fourth in franchise history. So I'll give them a B minus for that. But the thing is, is outside of Garrett Cole, they're lucky I didn't give him a C plus. This rotation has been very inconsistent. Herman has been inconsistent. Uh, uh, Severino has been absolutely terrible, and Schmidt and Brito have been inconsistent as well. So, but the rotation has been inconsistent. But, but the good, the positive for them is Carlos Rondon is is back. He's only made one start, so I think the rotation will get better in the second. It will be better in the second half of the year. I give the uh, rotation a B. 
you know, I know. Ooh, you know, that's Gold, a high Cole, grade there. Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, obviously Cole, like we've kind of talked about on the side, young, you know, he's been unbelievable. Rendon coming back. He looked good Friday. Again, too bad he just had zero run support. Schmidt, Schmidt's been a lot better lately. Like he's kind of turned the corner. I know, you know. Yeah, but how he, bad was he at the beginning of the year? He was, he was horrible, but he's corrected things. You know, and it gives me kind of hope towards the rest of the remainder of the year. Herman's, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of Herman. You know, you you really don't. Um, you know, Seve's been horrific. And I wonder if they give him one more start and just say, hey, look, can we go to the bullpen? Or do they do what they Toronto do with Manoa? Just say, hey, go down to like the, the you know, the complex and just figure some things out. I, you know, I, I you know, that, that could be a possibility. I know Cortez has not been great, but when you've got Johnny Brito and Brandy Vasquez, those two have been pretty good since, you know, I know Brito had that one bad one. I could think it's the twins, but Vasquez is giving you some really quality innings. I'm going to give it a B. Like they've, they've kept this lineup in position to win games. And I feel like right now that's what you have to do with this. Like it, they, they've given their offense a chance to win games. And that's kind of what you got to do at this point with this, with this lineup right now at the, at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're giving them a chance. So, uh, yeah, they've done a decent job. Not a great job because of the inconsistency, but they've done a decent job. Now, though, we got to give credit where credit is due. And this is why this team has a chance. This is the biggest reason why this team has a chance. And that's the bullpen. The bullpen has been outstanding. I know they don't have a consistent ninth inning guy. I get it. But this bullpen has been absolutely phenomenal. Tommy, uh, I mean, Tommy Cayley, Ian Hamilton, Clay Holmes, uh, Wani Peralta, Michael King. This, this bullpen is their second in bullpen ERA for a reason. It's been absolutely phenomenal. It is the reason why this team is 49-42. Yeah, absolutely. I give it an A. I'm with you. I have an A as well. And don't forget the wise when he comes back. He was one of their best relievers last year. You know, like you, you got him coming back, I believe, the next month or so maybe. Um. So, you, so that you know, that's going to be true. So this bullpen's, you know, this, this bullpen – um. Yeah, this bull, this bullpen's been unbelievable. I, you know, you really can't totally blame them for what happened Sunday because there was an error. There was an um, error. I know you know, it was there, a bad yeah. game, but they have, yeah. every bullpen's gonna have a bad game, okay? Yeah. But that error was absolutely ridiculous. But that's why yeah. like over, just completely not lived up to potential. No, he he has not. It's been very disappointing, and you know this, this bullpen again. You know, for majority of the time, yeah, bullpens are going to have their bad days. It just it, it happens in baseball. But you feel like most of the night, most of the time, you're up by you know two a run or two late in games. You feel like this bullpen's going to be able to shut things down, and that's what they've been able to do. You know, Nick Mart Ramirez has been okay as well. You know, like Ryan Weber, the times he's he's been up here has been all right as well. So. Yeah, you know, this bullpen's done the job. It's been the best in baseball. Um, and, yeah, they're, you know, again, they're a big reason why this team's still somewhat, you know, it, it's seven games over 500 right now. Yeah, it's the reason they have a chance. And then, obviously, at the trade deadline, they got to get a bat. And I think uh, Rucker from the, the A's, he's, he could be an mm. option. Then Bellinger from the Cubs would be an option. Yeah. They need yeah. a bat. If they don't get a bat, they don't have a chance to go, go anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. It, Luis Rober, I guess, uh, Chicago selling everybody. I I I don't I know that would be a lot of money, but man, that would be a great. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to trade Robert the White Sox. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they might for the right price. They've kind of said everybody's available, so oh, for the wow. right price, that'd be not you know that that'd be a huge yeah. one. But yeah, Bellinger yeah. would be fine. Brett Rooker, that's a good one. Peterson's always you know Jack Peterson's always been a name I've heard. So 
Yeah, they they just need and, and Bellinger would be good because Bellinger is a really good outfield as well. So I, yeah. I they need help in that. They need help in that outfield, especially left field. Cause that's that's a mess. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we will move on to the Red Sox, and uh, we'll start with the lineup. The lineup, I'm giving it an A minus. The Yoshida and the Turner moves have been really good. I'll give Heim Bloom credit for this. The getting Yoshida and getting Turner, those have been really, really good moves for the Red Sox. Those guys have been better than I thought they were going to be. Devers, he's been an absolute stud. He's been great. Verdugo's been pretty good. Uh, Durant's been good, and Duvall's been good when he's been in the lineup. So the Red Sox, it's the strength of their team. I get their sixth and run scored. I give, I give the Red Sox lineup an A minus. Yeah, I got an A minus as well for them. Yeah, they're right up there and run scored in, in all of baseball. Verdugo, Verdugo Endeavors, you know, were both, I think, just both missed the playoffs. Those two have a really good year. Justin Turner has come on late. Yoshida could be right there. It's like second or third in the American League and rookie of the year. He's been unbelievable, you know. Um, and he's kind of a lot of people thought they were paid for him. You know, he he's he's been worth every penny so far. Um, yeah, that that lineup's been a huge reason why they're still in contention, you know, here. They're five games over five hundred, like, you know. They'd be good good shape there in the American League Central. Unfortunately, they just play in the best division in baseball. Um, but look, they've been playing well lately, and, and that lineup's been a huge reason why they, they've been on that lineup just all year. Is uh, it's been a problem, and they're going to get Trevor Story back very soon. Yes, and that would be huge because that would make that lineup even better. When they get Trevor Story back, that lineup will be even better. But now, now moving on to the biggest weakness of this team, that's the rotation, and I give the, the rotation a C. And I think, I, but I do think Paxton's pitched well when he's pitched. Bellow has proven to be a guy that they can move forward with. The issue is, is the depth in that rotation. Sale can't stay healthy. Uh, Kluber was an absolute disaster when he pitched. Hulk, Hulk when he pitched, was not good. I'm going to get the rotation to C. And this team, at the trade deadline, has got to go out and try to get a Marcus Stroman or a Guadalajara Rodriguez. This team has got to try to get more pitching. They definitely do. They got a chance. They got to try to go get pitching at the trade deadline. Yeah, I agree with you. Again, the way Durant's hit him, man, Duvall, I trade Duvall for a start for an arm. I, you know, that... And you know that wouldn't be bad. I, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think the way Duran's been hit, and there's you know, Duvall's probably getting squeezed out. And yeah, outside of Paxton and Brian Balo, there's just not much. And Whitlock has you know, you know, uh, he's had a couple of good starts, but he's been inconsistent. Yeah, you know, how how hasn't been great. Now he's out. Cutter Crawford, you know, he's shown you he could pitch, but again, he's another inconsistent one. And um, you know, Sale, you know, you you. They hope to get back sooner rather than later, but you know he just he's not he's not been on the mound much in the last couple of years. So, yeah, you know the problem is the depth here with that rotation, and I I give it a C as well. You know it it just the depth of it. They've been going to have some bullpen games lately. They're going to have to probably continue that for the next couple of weeks here uh, until they get a couple of arms or till they just get some guys back from the IL. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now moving on to the bullpen, I'm going to give that a B minus. I think that. Jansen's had a good year. The issue is the depth in the in the bullpen. They're 14th. Their bullpen are they're 14th in uh, bullpen ERA. I, that definitely could be a spot they could beef up at the trade deadline too. So I, I because of the way Jansen has pitched, I'll give it a B minus. Yeah, I have a B minus as well. Um, yeah, Jansen's been pretty good. Chris Martin's been really good. John Schreiber, when he's been healthy, he's been good. And I think this week or next week he's gonna come off the IL. Um, Nick Vavetta's looked better since going into the bullpen. Um, he's kind of been a long man for him. They used him as that like that bull guy on um you know on bullpen days. Josh Winkowski, I know had this kind of 
had a little bit of a down spot a couple weeks ago, but he looks like he's rebounding. He's been a nice weapon for him. Um, you know, Brendan Ber- uh, Bernardo, you know, some you know journeyman they picked up has been pretty good. Uh, so like they, they found some guys that, you know, have worked out and they, you know, it hasn't been as bad as we've thought the bullpen was going to be this year. It, yeah. it, it's, it's held its own. And, um, and, and again, that that's been huge for him. So yeah, the bullpen, I, I would give it B minus. All righty. So we'll see what happens with the Red Sox. They're in it. They're in it. They got a chance. They're 48 and 43, two games out of the wild card. So we'll see what happens in the second half of the year for them. But we got to move on to a huge story in the big 10 and that's Northwestern. And on Monday, they fired head coach Pat Fitzgerald. This was shocking. This was shocking. If you told me there were like five coaches that this would not happen to, I would say it would be Pat Fitzgerald. This is absolutely shocking that this happened. Hazing of the program. Pat Fitzgerald was fired. And the big question is, is Justin, how shocked are you? And I, and personally, I'm shocked. And should he have been fired? And for me, I think he should have been fired. You can't let this stuff happen in your program in 2023. It, it just can't happen. I don't care how long you've been there. This stuff cannot happen in the year 2023 in your program. Yeah, you know, I was very surprised. Yeah, this is one of the programs, you know, Patrick Gerald, he's been there since he played there in the 90s. Like, you know, he's the team captain there when they made the Rose Bowl in 94. Back, like, he's back been in the a, Gary Barnett years, right? Yeah, yeah. They all are really decent kind of tenure that they had there, you know, like until Patrick Gerald got there. It, it's It's been bad since, uh, you know, since he got there, you know, he started, you know, um, in 06, I think he became the head coach. So, you know, for Northwestern, he's, he's done a heck of a job. It, it's just shocking that it would happen. And the thing is, and from, you know, what, what's been in the articles, like nobody, you know, the investigation, like they, you know, they, they don't have enough evidence to say if he was part of it, if he knew or didn't know. But I agree with you because if you're the head coach, you're the CEO of the program and you need to know every little thing that's happening, you know, underneath you. And that's the issue. And if you knew or not, you just, you got to know, especially in 2023, that's, that's the tough part about it here. Um, you know, again, I, they, the, the AD and president handled this, they botched this thing so poorly. And for a school like Northwestern, that's kind of the reputation of like, a, like an out, it's an Ivy, it's a Midwestern Ivy league. You know, they, they, they did not, they, they were not very smart handling this thing. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very surprised when, when he, you know, I, I was very surprised when I heard the news and, and Monday hearing got fired was, was a little bit surprising to me. Yeah. And, and, and you talk about the AD and the president, should they lose their jobs as well? Yeah, I, I think they should. The, the president now he just got there too. Um, you know, cause the other president that was there before him, um, you know, left immediately because of health issues. Like he was, you know, this was their second choice here. And the ADs knew because uh, Jim Phillips was the old AD and he just took the ACC commissioner job. So they got two newer guys in there. Um, but the problem is the AD and the president were not there when Pat Fitzgerald addressed the team about kind of, you know, being fired. They were not in the, in the AD, I think it was Monday night or or maybe, or maybe it was like Tuesday morning, you know, he, um, he had like an, he had an opening statement with the team on zoom, but then turned off his camera, left the meeting. Like he was not in the room. And I, I guess every player's faces, you know, on that, on that, uh, in that meeting, were not happy with him. I guess they wrote a letter to him. The baseball team is now in a scandal as well, which you could read about if you're interested. So that, yeah, now they got that. Wow. Wow. So 
it's not good in Northwestern right now. So I think you had just the way they handled it. You know, like I told you, I told you before the show, the two weeks that they spend it on, it's a dead period right now in recruiting. And the only guys on you know, the guys are on campus are working out and taking summer classes or there's guys probably home just, you know, you know, cause their first practice and they report back to, um, you know, campus August 4th, I believe is for first practice. So they, they spent, like, I think maybe there's two things. I think it would have been, it could have been handled differently if they suspended for a couple games. It would have been maybe different. Or, and I hate to say this, but it's college athletics and it's a corrupt, corrupt business. If he won, if he won nine and four, 10 and three, this probably all goes hush hush and they pay the whistleblower 10, $15 million to say, just, just, you know, go, if this is enough money for you to kind of go away and just, just not be about bother anymore. So that's the thing. And, you know, look, it's, um, yeah, and in the Indian present too, like the way they handled the intern situation is, and I know it's such a tough spot at this point, but all those assistant coaches were under the same exact culture that Patrick Gerald was all, you know, like it's the same, it's all the same guys. Like you, you find Patrick Gerald because of, kind of the hazing but now all these all these coaches were the same are all with them now they may not know maybe some of these guys don't know that that was going on either but you kept all those guys too that it's under the same umbrella so i i I know it's tough to go find somebody at this point but like they kept all the other staff members and that's just the weird thing and then my last point too is with that is every college coach should be going to every staff and every like training medical staff and say is there anything that's happened under my nose in the last couple of years since i've been here because please tell me now because uh the, you know it's very tough to survive you know all, all, all this now so you know it, it's tough but yeah i think the president ad should should definitely be fired for all this they handle horribly. i think it should be fired you made a great point the any head coach i don't care how successful you are i don't care if you're nick saving i don't care if you're curious to be smart should be talking about what's going on in the program because let me tell you if i think if this was happening in Alabama and Georgia, I think Saban, I think Kirby Smart are fired. Let's be honest. I think Saban and Kirby Smart are fired because this isn't tolerated. This hazing stuff is not tolerated in this in this society anymore. It's not tolerated. So if this stuff was happening in those programs, I bet those guys would be fired as well. I know that you think, oh, just because, Pat, because you just think it's more because of the record. But I think if it's happening in those programs, I think they'd be fired too. I agree. They should probably, if there's evidence that they knew and all that, then, yeah, they the right thing is probably to fire them, but because they're winning, I'm like, look, you brought Kirby Smart. There's been since January, there's been 12, 13 guys that have been, um, you know, pulled over for speeding ticket, just so, something related to, you know, um, you know, you know, speeding stuff like that. And I, I know, I know Kirby's trying to fix it. I, like I know he brought in a state trooper to kind of talk to his team about the dangers of all that. Again, we saw a situation what happened in January. But like he's not getting pushback for all this. I think, and I think since he's got there, there's been like 25 guys that have gotten tickets and all this. Like, it's kind of been under. But like, if Kirby was seven and five, this would be a more regarded, and you'd hear about it more. So, I see your point, but I, I feel like if you're winning, all this in college sports just it, it's hush yeah. hush until. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, I think I, I get your point. It's hush hush until you start losing. And Northwestern was one and eleven. And and then that, that, that definitely probably led to the reason why with all this that they fired Fitzgerald. Yeah, because I, I feel like if he went ten and three last year, they 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 give that guy because again Northwestern has the money. 
You know, yeah. they, they got the money. I, I feel like they could have. I know the whistleblower wanted a fire, but I feel like $15 million. I don't think anybody's turning that down. I, you know, I think he probably, whoever it was, probably could have, would have accepted that. But, you know, that that's, it's corrupt, but it, it you know, it ain't changing. It's from the top up. It's up from the NCAA. Exactly. They're exactly. as corrupt as most teams. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we're going to wrap up with two topics. First, we're going to start with Victor Weminyama in Summer League. First performance was not that was not that good, but second performance is definitely better. I think the thing about him is there's a lot of hype with him. He may not be an all-star his first year. I think he needs to get stronger. I think he's become a better three-point shooter. And I think he needs to take more control of the game. I think uh, control of the game. That's what I think with him. But I do think he's in the right spot with Greg Popovich where he will reach his potential. Yeah, yeah, I think he will. At some, again, he's 19. He's just come over a different country. He what? I had two or three frags with these guys. Yeah, the first game was not great. But the game two, he looked a lot better. Um, you could see he looked a lot more comfortable. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about him. I don't don't overreact. I don't not overreacting to it. Um, yeah, I think he'll be fine. And, um, you know, I think he'll I think he'll uh, I, I think he'll be fine. I think under pop, he'll he'll. You know, I think he'll he'll get to the potential again. I the big question, and it was during the draft night, is he's just got to put on a lot. He's got to put on weight, you know, and yeah. durability. But if he can do that, I you know he'll be fine. Yeah, we'll wrap up the show talking about the Jets being on hard knocks today. It was announced the Jets will be on hard knocks. I think this is going to be really entertaining with Aaron Rodgers being on hard knocks. I think this is going to be really entertaining. And this might be the best hard knock since Rex was on it back in 2010. So I used to be really entertaining watching Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks. Yeah, it definitely could be. You know, I know the Jets didn't want it uh be on there, but um, yeah, you know, the Jets will be very entertaining to to watch them and a team that's yeah looking to grow, looking to get to the playoffs first time in decades. So, yeah, you know that that they'll be fun to watch. When was the last question? When was the last time they made the playoffs? Two thousand twelve, thirteen. Yeah, they knocked out the Patriots, didn't they? That was uh, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. It's been that long. And and guess what? Wow. Guess what they? What, guess what they had? What, guess. Guess who was on hard knocks that year? The Jets. Yes, yes, yes. So hey, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe now, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. The hard knocks year. Maybe they end up going back to the playoffs. We'll we'll see if they do. But uh, either way, it's going to be really, really entertaining to watch the Jets on hard knocks. It's going to be really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely will. You know, it, it's it's it'll be fun to watch. And yeah, you know that team. Um, you know, uh, Coach Solid seems like a very you know animated guy. So yeah, it'll be fun watching him as as well on that show. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with RJ. For Justin and Alfredo, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week talking about Saquon Barkley and the franchise tag deadline in the NFL. That's going to be big. We'll know if Saquon has got a new deal or if he'll be playing for the if – if he will be probably playing on the franchise tag. Uh, we'll, we'll give you give, – we'll talk about the Yankees and Red Sox and any NBA news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not or even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.